Hello everyone, it is me, it is I, Scarlett, here today to do a book review for you. I asked you guys if you wanted me to do a Let's Talk or a book review, and the one person said yes, which didn't really tell me which one, which is fine. And then someone else just said they were, you know, excited for when their book review finally comes up, so I decided that that was a sign that I should just do a book review. So, that said, um, I am at work right now, so if you hear any noises in the background, I do apologize for that. As you guys know, I have a crazy schedule. I work overnights, and then I mess up my overnight schedule so I can have a normal life, and then I break, you know, mess up my normal life to have an overnight schedule. It's whatever. A vicious cycle in which I'm perpetually tired. Um, moving forward, we are going to be looking at a book written by an Inked author. Uh, this story is called Dark Renewal. It is written by the Inked username Bloody Flames. Uh, it says I have a total of nine stories. Okay. Um, they did specifically asked me to read this one, so that is why I'm starting with this one. Summary-wise, it just says, hey guys, this actually somewhat ties to Halls of Truth. Enjoy. Looking at the nine stories that this author does have, Halls of Truth is a novel that they have. Um, one thing I do want to say to the author, summary-wise, um, I do know that you are 15, um, so I'm kind of taking that into accountability, uh, but I noticed that you have written in a couple of other stories, sorry I suck at summaries, you know dot to dot summaries, dot to dot sorry. Um, I'm just going to give like a little bit of advice real quick when it comes to figuring out how to write a summary. Um, so, summaries, I feel like everybody struggles with. I struggle with it. It's definitely very hard to kind of decide what information to keep to yourself for the, for the shock and awe value to the readers, uh, what information is the most important to give to the readers to draw them in. Um, so, what I like to do personally is I like to think over my book from start to finish. You know, how does it start? How does it end? What are the problems that my characters are going to be facing? What is the main problem of the story? And then kind of going from there. So uh, I, I usually take two of the biggest problems, um, whether that be with the antagonist or the protagonist. Uh, people don't know what an antagonist is versus a protagonist. The protagonist is normally the main character uh, who is normally the victim. And the antagonist is usually like the villain, um, the person who is going against the betterment of the main character in some way, shape, or form. Um, so I try to take the main two points. Uh, if there, if this is a story that you know had deals with a lot of mental health, I like to try to throw that in there somehow, like by explaining that you know so and so character struggles with mental health, then blah blah blah, as they find themselves. You know where does this journey lead them it's it's definitely uh the more you do summaries the more you will feel confident in your ability to write them but don't shy away from writing them because your summaries are the most i would say the most important part aside from your cover um of your story because that's what's gonna like if your book was ever to be published and someone was in a bookstore such as a uh, bam or you know, one of those $2 bookstores or something. I'm not saying your books be worth $2. I'm just saying, hypothetically. Uh, someone's walking around and they pick up a book. They're going to look at that back of the book or the front page panel 
and they're going to read the summary, and that's what's going to make or break them putting that book down or putting that book at the register. So summaries, very important. Very, very tedious, very, very frustrating, but very, very important. Um, And if you have to, just talk it out to yourself. Like, really, like, record yourself explaining your novel as if you're explaining it to a friend, and then listen to it and try to pick out the most important parts and then the parts that you want to keep a secret. All right, so now that I've rambled on about that for however long, um, let's move on. This genre is action-adventure. It is completed with nine total chapters. There is no current rating on this story, but the age rating is 13 and up. Uh, the chapter appears to be rather short, so I'm probably going to do two chapters just to get a really good feel of the author's writing style and what exactly the story is about, considering the fact that there is no summary, so I don't really know what I'm jumping into here. Um, so yeah, without further ado... It's raining again, I sighed as I watched the rain droplets nest upon my bedroom window. It wasn't strange that it rained here in Charleston for the past year, it rained most of the summer days. Even with our local inland climate, the idea that we had an actual sunshine summer was insane. Luckily, we weren't in Florida. According to Elena, Florida was plagued with thunderstorms and hurricanes throughout the summer. Not such a nice vacation place you'd have to muster all that rain. Don't worry about it. The reporter said it was supposed to stop. Uh, I noticed uh, so far, I don't really... I do like the little detail about the rain, but I don't really... I feel like something's missing from that paragraph. Um, I don't really know why you brought up Florida, aside from just comparing the weather differences. Um, But saying not such a nice summer... Not such a nice vacation place when you'd have to muster all that rain. Uh, Because you're already kind of dealing with a lot of rain, so it doesn't seem it would be all that different from Charleston. Uh, Also, you... You have the idea that we had an actual sunshine summer was insane. So it's raining, but the way that that sentence is written, it makes it sound like it's not raining, that there's sunshine and the sun is out, it's bright, it's glorious and warm and comforting. Um... So, because it's not the case, I would change it to, even with our local inland climate, the idea that of us having, of us having an actual sunshine, I don't like sunshine summer, uh, having an actual sunshiny day or something along those lines would be insane. Um, the idea that we would have an actual sunshiny day would be insane. Because that's like implementing to the, the reader that you know, the likelihood of you guys ever having a sunny day is very, very slim, um, and that is just rather depressing. (laughs) So, just a little reworking right there. Also, with your dialogue here, you have, don't worry about it, comma, the reporter said it was supposed to stop. Um, after the comma, when you say don't worry about it, you capitalize the T for the word the, the reporters. If you are putting a comma, there would no, would be no capitalization of the T, but... I'm assuming because you did capitalize the T that you meant to put a period. That's just minor grammar and or just capitalization error. Um, Moving on. Now explain to me why you want to learn about the Asian Greek society again. 
Um, that's a question. She's asking someone to explain something to her, which would be a question. So that sentence should end with a question mark, not a period. Um, and it should be now in no comma. Now explain to me why you want to learn about the Asian Greek society, comma, again, question mark. Um, she mused as her honey brown eyes caught a fragment of light through the window lining. Amazed, I gawked at her. Elena was beyond beautiful. She was tres magnifique. That was French for very magnificent. Her lovely long auburn hair, auburn brown hair, those cheekbones, every like, every like thing about her was perfect. Um, so definitely, you meant every little thing. That's uh, just a spelling error. Um, you also spelled auburn wrong. Um, auburn is a u b u r n. You put a b u r n. Just simple, simple typo. Uh, also, I would refrain from saying auburn brown hair. I would just say auburn because auburn's kind of a mixture of brown and red. Um, and most people know what the color auburn is, and so you're using two colors in one sentence. So I would just say her lovely long auburn hair. Um, and then I would say combined with her high cheekbones, period. Every little thing about her was perfect. Um, instead of saying those cheekbones because we don't know like you'd be like those cheekbones though but unfortunately we don't see her cheekbones so you would have to paint that picture for us like of those cheek does she have dimples uh are her cheekbones just normal does she have high cheekbones that like frame her face very nicely you know with the cheekbone thing like you can really kind of go any kind of way with that and a reader can have any type of visual with that so you really want to kind of put that little detail in there if they're high if they're you know, dimpled, etc., etc. I kind of found out that my dad was a Greek man. I replied, anxious at making eye contact. Is there a reason why he... I'm assuming this is a he, because, again, like, we don't even know the main character's name, which is kind of problematic, uh, which is where the summary could really come into handy, especially considering the fact that you do have your story written in first person. So everything that we're seeing is an I, me, we type situation. So we're seeing it through this person's eyes. Uh, and to go with that, I don't know if this is a man or a woman at all who's speaking. Uh, I also have no idea. I can only assume from the conversation that this may be a high schooler. Um, but again, I have no information to tell me otherwise. It could also be a college student. Um, but I think instead of putting this Elena person on a pedestal to where like she's so glorious and beautiful and captivating and she clearly makes this person nervous, I would go into a little more detail of why this person, like Elena, makes this person nervous. You know, what does the person, like what is our person's name, first of all? Like that needs to really uh, get out of, <laughs> get in there somehow. <laughs> Um, and you could do that very simply by saying, don't worry about it, comma, enter the person's name, and then the reporter said it was supposed to stop. That's a really great way to inform the readers of the character's name, or, you know, just write a summary. <laughs> so, or both. Do both. I recommend both. Um, so yeah, I kind of find out that my dad was a Greek man. I replied anxious at making eye contact. Elena could smell a compliment from a mile away. I didn't like that about her, and if that wasn't bad enough, she had this vanity factor that made her selfish. So where is she noticing the compliment? Because the person mentioned uh, just about 
their Greek father. Um, so maybe Elena is just picking up on the vibe that this person's giving off. That is definitely could be the case. Um, but I don't really think that that makes much sense. Plus, Elena kind of seems a little vain. Anyways, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love her to death, but the girl really needed to learn a bit about modesty. Again, the modesty, her looking for a compliment or assuming there's a compliment, uh, modesty is more so uh, if someone's acting promiscuous. And if you don't know what promiscuous means, that just means um, uh, provocative, uh, sexual in any way. They're wearing, wearing revealing clothing. They're being very flirtatious. Um, they're uh, not really, you know... They're making it very obvious that they want to be noticed. Um, so calling her... Saying that she has a lack of modesty doesn't really make sense in this. Uh, I understand a little bit where you're trying to go with this. Trying to display to the reader that Elena is someone who is beautiful and knows for a fact that she is very beautiful. And uh, kind of uses that to her advantage and assumes that everybody thinks of her in the same way that she thinks of herself. Moving on. Keeping my attention on the patter of the rain droplets on the sidewalk below, I smiled at her. My mom told me. He was descendant of royalty and was a very powerful man. She didn't describe his looks, though. Weird, huh? You also... I'm gonna stop uh, pointing out your spell mistakes, um, but definitely you need to go through and do some spell check because there are some words here that are very basic words that you are misspelling, and I'm not saying that to be a jerk. That is just what I'm noticing. Um, also, she didn't describe his looks, though. Period. Weird, comma, huh? That should be weird, comma, huh? Kaylee is always subtle with things, Elena answered. Either way, I think the geek club. Scoffing, Elena coughed, cuffed her mouth, faking her embarrassment at her faulty at her faulty in her words. In, at her faulty in words. What? Either way, I think the geek club scuffing. Did you mean coughing? And if she cuffed her mouth. So when I think cuffed her mouth, when I tell somebody I'm going to cuff them, that usually means I'm going to give you my backhand. Um, I think you meant cupped her mouth, faking her embarrassment. Oh, you did misspell embarrassment. I know I said I was going to stop pointing it out. It's a bad habit. I'm sorry. At her faulty in her in, in, at her faulty in words. This entire sentence, I don't know where you were going with it. I don't think I could try to decipher that at all, to be honest with you. Um, definitely need to go in and rework that, figure out exactly what you were trying to display. I honestly have no idea what is really happening right now. Um, and I'm not sure if she meant geek club or if she meant Greek club. You were talking about your dad looking Greek. Now she's talking about geeks. There are geek, the people do call things geek clubs, so it could not be that far off. Also, I don't know what at her faulty in words, in words means. Never seen, I've never seen, I'm sorry, the Greek club isn't much to help in your dad hunt. Although I've heard Greece has marvelous beaches, maybe we could go someday. I'm not busy next week, we could bring Connor and Lance. They could keep us busy on the 10 hour plane ride. I think it's kind of weird how she, for one, knows that Greece is 10 hours away. Two, can make plans for next week. And three, 
I think when you were like, I'm sorry, the Greek club isn't much to help in your dad hunt. I don't know if she meant to call it geek club as like to be like kind of insulting. And then was like, sorry, the Greek club. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that was the inflictions you were going for or if she actually meant Greek club. Maybe a cough just interrupted her speech. Either way, you're giving a lot of dialogue and not a lot of detail. The detail that I am receiving is very confusing. Also, what grade are these people in? Are they, still, are, they, are they even in school? Are they in school? Oh, pop my bedroom window. Okay, she's in the bedroom. So are these adults? Are these teenagers? If these are teenagers, and how the heck are they going to go to Greece by themselves with Connor and Lance? Ten? I wondered, amazed at her quick calculations. How'd you figure it was ten so quickly? I asked. Betheld? That's a word I don't know. Hold on. So I wrote in Betheld, and the word confused popped up. So I don't know if Betheld is an actual word. Is Betheld... Befelling and assignments. Okay, I'm... I'm going to assume you meant baffled or something, because from what I'm seeing, Betheld isn't a word. Baffled would make more sense. I asked Baffled. Moisturizing her lips, Elena puckered up and smiled. I went to Italy last summer, remember? Elena argued. I mean, Italy and Greece aren't the same thing. It took us about nine hours to get there, and Greece is only a few thousand miles east of of the coast of Italy, so call it an estimated guess. Where do they even... They live in Charleston. Okay, okay. You know what? Just for shits and giggles, Charleston to Greece. Plain. I want to see how accurate this woman was. It's 14 hours. A lot of them are saying 14 hours, 17, 21 a day. To be honest, it depends on the plane, I guess. Um, I'm not, like, docking you for that. I just genuinely was curious. Puckered up and smiled. Also, those are two opposite things. Puckering up to me is like you're puckering up for a kiss, so you're pursing your lips. Uh, and smiling is obviously smiling. So I could see her maybe pressing her lips and then smiling. I guess that's fine. I guess that's fine. Uh, as much fun as it would be, it continued, I'm gonna have to pass. Besides, life is more than just meaningless fun. Sometimes it's easier to love and experience life to the fullest before doing that. Boo. Elena puffed her bangs up. Fine. But if you change your mind, call me. Where would you get the money out of nowhere? How old are these people? Turning around, Elena elegantly shuddered her way out of my room and out into the world. Taking a breath, I calmly walked over towards my bed and pulled out a bronze-embedded dagger that had a... What? That had a mystical element trapped within the hilt. Unsure what the relic was, I knew one thing. Whatever secrets it had, they would be found somewhere in Greece. Okay, so I am going to read chapter two because that's also short. Um, but my thing here is my confusion mostly stems from the fact that there is no summary. So everything that I'm reading, everything that I'm learning is kind of like <clears throat> out of the blue. It, it just doesn't, it, it's a shock value to the worst degree because 
I should have some expectation of what I'm going to find in this story. And with the lack of a summary, I don't have that information. Um, um, when it comes to like the ending of that chapter, I actually did enjoy the part where you went on about the relics of the hilt of the dagger. And you know, your cliffhanger was very nice. Um, it's just you have some details that are very muddled and that I think just you just really need to go back and rework this. Um, <clears throat> do I think the chapters are attached short a little bit, but... Sorry, I need to take a sip of my drink. Um, a lot of people on here on, this, on these kind of sites say their chapters can be too long, they can be too short, sometimes they can be... No one complains, but, you know, I think that's just uh, to each their own at that point. Uh, so moving forward, I'm going to read chapter two, because I really want to know what's going on, and... I want to say this in the most polite way possible. I don't want to know what's going on because I'm necessarily that interested in the story. I want to know what's going on because I want to figure out what is going on because there is no summary. Um, that said, if I had more of a backstory, I think that for one, we still I still don't know the main character's name after the first chapter, which is a problem. That is very, very problematic. That should never be the case. Um, you should definitely try to work in there, especially do a summary. Do a summary. Do not not do a summary. I need you to do one. Um, not for me, but for the success of your story's sake. Um, but also work in there somehow. Elena mentioning the main character's name. Or, like, I assume this main character is a woman actually now because just of the way that she spoke. But that could also just be the way that I read it. Um, so I would really love to have more detail about the main character, because I know next to nothing about them. I know about their dad being Greek, their mom telling them about it, and now there's a mysterious dagger that they have. Because um, now I know Connor, I know Lance, I know Elena, but I don't know the main character. Problem. Alright, so enough with that. I'm going to move on to chapter two. The rain stopped around four which allowed me enough humidity to go to the public library and research on the ancient Greeks and their cultural backgrounds. Surprisingly, they were very normal. Even their religious ideology was rather normal. I mean, aside from being devoted to a plethora of Asian Pantheon gods, the Greeks were kind of cool. Everyone had a purpose. Every little thing had a god or a goddess for itself. Even the creation of the universe made sense, a lot more sense than nothingness becoming something or one great being surfacing out of nothingness. Uh, there's some repetition there, quite obviously. Um, I would say surfacing out of nowhere instead of saying nothingness twice. First there was chaos, then Tataris, and after that the first ones were born. With the birth of the Pranoginoi, I'm definitely fucking that word up. Well, the first ones, everything would be cascaded by Nyx and Erobus, the rulers of the world. Fascinated by the mythology behind Greece, I read enviously, yearning for a life like the demigods that the Olympians, future rules of the world, would bear. Um, right now I feel like I'm getting a history lesson. I don't mind reading this because I actually love Greek mythology. That said, I do think this is an important part because I do think... You do need to educate your readers who may or may not have uh, mythology backgrounds. Um, 
but there's definitely some word usages that you're not using properly. I'm not saying about the mythology, I'm talking just in general with your wording. Um, I feel like you meant future rulers of the world. Um, you also misspelled yearning. Fascinated by the mythology behind Greece, I read enviously yearning for a life like the demigods that the Olympians, future rulers of the world, would bear. Um, would bear is kind of uh, a loose term in my opinion because the mythology uh, side of things may not in the story be this way, but they happened past tense if they actually did happen. Um, so future rulers of the world, I just, I don't know, I'm kind of, I still, it's hard for me to really be like, yeah, that makes sense, because I don't know anything. Also, this constant time-lapsing, uh, you know, the rain stopped around four, after three hours of reading, like, I happened to find out various typos in an old book, that's funny you should mention typos, I'm sorry, that was bitchy, <laughs> in an old book marked in some weird scripture. I couldn't make out the writing, but considering I had mentioned Greece three times in the first paragraph, I assumed it was Greek. I feel like it's a little tedious to put that in there. Like, I assumed it was Greek because I saw Greece written in there three times. Um, AKA the dead language. I would also refrain from saying AKA and also, also you perioded and then you unperioded. I don't know. Not many people spoke Greek, and with the curiosity in the language that's 50% of what I am, I kind of wanted to learn as much as, I, as much as possible. In a burst of cold wind, I turned to notice a boy across the table with impeccable style. This is kind of a weird kind of, like, turnaround. Um, so you're talking about this book. You're getting us to focus on this book if you're learning all this information. Which, halfway through the chapter, that's a little tedious to have that much information. Uh, when it comes to things that could be deemed boring, such as dueling out a lot of uh, history, uh, especially when it comes to mythology, uh, I would keep to the important things that actually matter to the story. Uh, rather than just putting it all out there as if I'm reading a history book like you just have. Also, in a burst of cold wind, are you saying that... Like, I need more detail. Are you saying that a door opened and a bit of cold wind, you know, came through the doors and, you know, it hit the main character? Um, what made her, I'm assuming it's her, notice this boy? Uh, did he make a sound? Did he slam the, the main door really roughly? Like, what caught her attention? Like, what ripped her attention that she was so fixated on this book that now she's turning and looking and noticing this guy? You know what I mean? I mean, any reader can uh, probably agree with me and say that it takes quite a bit to pull me out of a story, let alone others. Um, he seemed to actually pull off the punk rocker emo kid look. <laughs> but aside from that, he also held eyes exactly like mine. A lustrous and radiant emerald shined green. It wouldn't be shined green, and I wouldn't say shined green. I would just say a lustrous and radiant emerald green, with hints of yellow surfacing around his pupils. I would get rid of the word shined, because that doesn't really make much sense. Plus, shined is kind of an improper way to use the word shine in this sentence. I would just get rid of the word shine from that. Uh, one thing you want to do when it comes to descriptors like this is you don't want to overdo it with the descriptive words. Um, like, less is more. With a lot of with a lot of writing, less is always more. 
Um, but that wasn't the only thing he had of mine. He also gave off my signature intrigued look. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm so lost. He also gave off my signature intrigued look. Do you own the look intrigued? <sighs> Almost like he seeked to guide me. I could help, you know, he asserted. I'm fluent in many languages. Asian Greek, revolutionized Latin, French, Spanish, and of course English. That should be, and of course, comma English. I want you to call multicultural. Actually, it's bilingual as well, but you know, I digress. Who are you? I asked, amazed. I would not say amazed because I would have. Okay. One thing I want to say is like when you are writing your story, anybody, this is to anybody, when you are writing your story, I want you to think how would I react in this scenario? I don't want you thinking it, thinking of it as like this fantasy either. I want you to think for a second. Like take a step back. I need to make sure I'm still recording. Okay. Take a step back. And ask yourself, how would I react if I was in a library? It's warm. I'm very focused on what I'm doing. I'm trying to find answers for something that just does not make any sense to me, but I need to know. This strange person who I've never met, who just comes out of nowhere and breaks my concentration, suddenly tells me that he basically has all of the answers that I'm looking for, and he's looking at me. Would I be amazed by his speech, or would I be confused and even a little frightened? What is his intentions? Why is he looking at me? What does he want with me? And who the hell is this person? These are the kind of thoughts that a normal person would feel in this situation. And I need you guys to really, really take what I just said and take that into account with every situation you put your main characters through because I know it seems silly, but we can't, like, this is fiction, but we can't think of these scenarios and make them out to be completely unrealistic like this. Um, she can still feel some amazement at the fact that he does know how to speak all these languages, but I want her to feel the confusion first, the worry, the concern, the, the just complete, like, fear of what does the stranger want? You know, why does he look like me? Why do we share the same kind of eyes that I have known my whole life to be so rare? You know what I mean? Like these are really important. So I need you to take a step back and really think about this. <clears throat> I digress, down moving on. You can call me Michael. I'm your angel per se. Also, Angel, I'm not really certain where, okay. With the name Michael, I would, be very careful with that because Michael is an angel in the Christian religion, um, and you are going off mythology, like Greek mythology here. So angels, I believe, were in Greek mythology, but I would try to not make it so close together like that. I would change his name to something different because Michael is is an angel. He is. He's actually, I think, a I think he's an archangel actually. So he's like a really important uh, person in the Christian. Uh, religion. He sighed. Now as to what you want to know, I can answer it. Just ask away. Again, this is a part where you want to step back, be like, 
How does he know that I want to know something? What does he think I want to know? Why is he talking to me? Why is he asking this? Why is he giving me all these assumptions? Angels aren't real. Like, you know, like, is she shocked that angels are real? Is she in disbelief? Does she think he's joshing her? Does she think that, you know, he's crazy? You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be more to this experience than what there is. I want to know more about my father and a dagger I found a few days ago. I conveyed eagerly. The idea of Michael being an angel had freaked me out. See, like you said it had freaked her out, which is past tense. But the situation that we are seeing right now is a present tense situation, which means when she is feeling an emotion, if you are writing in first person or if you're writing in the present at all in any perspective, we are feeling what this person is feeling as they are feeling it, not after. So we should never have, I had, it had freaked me out if that is not something that's, she, if, she, if how do I word this? If the character is not referring to something that happened in the past, the word had should never be in their vocabulary. Um, because if she was freaked out, then we need to feel that with her. We need to feel the, the concern and the fear and the confusion and the holy fuck this guy's crazy type of emotions that she may or may not be feeling because saying that she had it had freaked her out that doesn't make any sense because she just said she was amazed so it's contradicting and it doesn't make the reader connect with your character you know what i mean um and that's the most important thing as writer you need to get your readers to connect with your characters somehow in some way and ignoring these little moments, letting us experience these feelings with the characters is going to do the exact opposite and it's going to make us feel no emotional connection towards them. So if they die, we're not going to care because we're going to be like, oh, that kind of sucked. But it's not going to be gut-wrenching pain of losing this character because you want to make these characters feel as if we've known them forever, as if this is our best friend, this is our sister, our brother, our mother, whatever. My elbow just popped because I'm old. 24 going on 60. Anyways. But considering his game of pretend was harmless, I decided to let it go. How does she know this is a game of pretend? See, there's just a lot of inconsistencies going on right now. I'm afraid I'll have to report back to you about your dear old dad. But as for the dagger, I believe it's a dagger of truth. There are only seven in the world. Most are destroyed beyond repair. Although the one you have is also known as a dagger of purification. Okay. I grimaced at the thought, so what does this dagger of purification do? Again, why is she buying into this so quickly? And, you know, it's just... There's a lot of questions. I still don't know her name. (laughs) I still don't know for sure if it's a girl. (laughs) It cleans off all the sins of a mortal soul, Michael replied. Your soul being mortal is bound to sin. It's It's an... Wow. It's an inevitability you're bound to have. So that dagger cleans off the soul's corruption, very much like the wings of power. Michael, what exactly are you? You seem to be very smart and wise, like you've lit, you've lived forever, lived forever. I gawked, moved at his words. Again, there's a lot of emotions that just don't make sense in this scene. And also her asking him what he is is kind of counterproductive because he's already said that he's an angel. She implies that she doesn't believe him but at the same time we didn't feel that emotion with her so we're not getting this doubt from the character so it just kind of seems like everything's a bit rushed 
uh, like you're trying to get to the point of the story a lot quickly, which again, I don't even know what the point is because you don't have a summary. Um, rising up from his seat, when did he sit down? When? When? Hold on. Hold on. I could be, I could be wrong. I could be, uh, nose of boy across the table with impeccable style. Okay. But it didn't mention he was sitting. He just said just he was across. So in my mind, he was standing this whole time. Looking like an emo kid. <sighs> Rising up from his seat, Michael smiled. I'm an angel that has lived for over 3,000 years. To me, you're nothing more than an anomaly within an ant pile. Luckily for you, I enjoy watching anomalies, and I enjoy your company. Again, that, that dialogue doesn't make much sense, because... How can he enjoy her company when they've had, like, five seconds of conversation? Secondly, um, I get, like, the kind of, like, personality you're trying to give this Michael character, which is, to me, uh, I have to use the anime term and call it a sundere, which is somebody who acts very tough and very, uh, sarcastic, uh, kind of dickish, but they're really kind of sweet underneath it all. It's just a protective barrier. Um, you're kind of giving him that douchey kind of vibe, like, you mean nothing to me, I'm just here because of whatever reason that you'll never know that, <laughs> win. You know what I mean? And, like, I get that that's what you're trying to go with, but again, this is rushed. So, your personalities, your characters need to develop with the story. You can't just be like, this is all the personality traits, and this is what they do, and this is how they act, and this is that, and this is this. And, like, it has to develop with the storyline, and so far... The storyline's a little muddled. <laughs> like, everything's a little muddy. It's a little dirty, and it needs to be cleansed. Gazing at me with lustrous green eyes. I, I would refrain from using lustrous again, plus you spelt it wrong two times. Um, I would, I would just say, uh, gazing at me, I felt compelled to him. I don't know why you feel compelled to him. Michael was actually telling the truth in this omnipotence. See, like, like that's a word. The quality of having unlimited or very great power also made him attractive. What power? Like, again, this is something that she could be experiencing and could be describing to the reader. Like, as I stared at Michael, a feeling radiated from him like no other. It was almost dangerous and powerful. It scared me, etc., etc. Like, there is so much that is missing detail-wise, and usually, honestly, I'm a little shocked, because usually this is not the amount of detail that I'm actually lacking. I'm usually lacking the detail of, like, tastes and smells and, like, the way things look, whereas you are lacking the feeling aspect of details. Um, you know, the, the emotional stuff that actually makes a reader connect to characters. Amazed by his eyes, which, again, you've said three times, I started to notice I had looked into a wormhole into his past. I could see him as a Roman sh- soldier, as a Greek peasant, his long and unrathered beard, masked in dirt and swage. How did you notice something like that? That should be very relevating, don't you think? That should be like a, holy fuck, what is happening? You know, that kind of moment. Uh, it should be a lot more profound than it is. Also, I'm sorry I'm struggling with speaking like right now. I don't freaking know what's wrong with me. But it should be more profound than it is. Even his lifestyle within heaven was amazing. Lifestyle within heaven. I, see, okay, 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 here's my thing. Are we going off of... What religion is this that we're going off of right now? Because heaven is Christian. Uh, it is 
uh, Catholic and whatnot. Uh, Olympus is Greek mythology. And then pagans have whatever pagans have. And then atheists have nothing. So, (laughs) what are we... Olympus or heaven? Because heaven and Olympus are not the same. Uh, There's the underworld, which is where Hades resides. And then there's Olympus. And then there's heaven and there's hell. Lucifer and God. Zeus, Hades. We need to decide on one or the other. Alright? Alright. This is where, like, me complaining and bitching about you guys not doing research really comes into play. Uh, because I personally think that the difference between Olympus and the difference between heaven are very obvious. They're two different religions. They're two different things. They're two entirely different things. Like, uh, oh my goodness. Like, uh, one could argue that they're both kind of fantasy, but I don't want to disrespect anybody. But, like, Olympus is... I can see why you'd think they're similar, but they're very different. And with her reading all this religious Greek stuff, you would think she'd know the difference between Olympus and heaven. But I digress. We'll meet again, Haley. I'll make sure to I'll make sure to it that we do. With a warm smile, he vanished into thin air, leaving my alone and afraid. Okay, let's get to chapter two. Okay. Overall opinion of the story, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I'm not trying to be, like, a jerk. Okay, let me just start. Okay, hold on. Let me start over. I am not bragging on this story because I think the author did a bad job. I think it lacks detail. Uh, It lacks an emotional connection. I think that there are some spell check errors. Like, you know, just a simple spell check would fix a lot of that. I think that research needs to be done when it comes to the religion, and I think you need to settle on a research aspect, uh, I'm sorry, religious aspect of the story, uh, and really kind of decide which one you're going with, which one's going to be prominent. Um, I'm glad to finally know that the main character's name is Haley, but it shouldn't have taken until the end of chapter two for me to get there. Um, also, we don't really know what Haley looks like. Um, And then there's inconsistencies with Michael's personality, such as you're trying to give him this badass, I don't give a fuck about nobody kind of personality with the whole, I don't care about you, you're just an anomaly. Um, And then him, you know, shooting her a warm smile and being like, I'm going to make sure that we meet again. Like, that's, that's like, he's, it kind of seems like he has two different personalities. Um, So, overall opinion, rating from two to ten. I would have to give the story about a three. Um, and it's not because it's badly written. It, it does have its spelling errors. It does have its grammatical errors. And it does have, you know, some some confusing parts that I think really do need to be looked at. But what really gives me, gets me to the point of giving it a three out of ten rating is just the lack of detail I get and the lack of emotional connection I get with the character. Um, you know, there's, and like, honestly, this is not me trying to be insulting. Like, I tried reading the book Gone with the Wind, which a lot of people love and a lot of people rave over it. There's been, like, it's been made into a movie. Like, it's a very well-known story that has been well-known for being very good. And I hated it. I, but the reason I hated it so much 
and that I didn't finish reading it was I couldn't connect with the main character emotionally. Um, I just didn't like the main character. And, you know, that that's the problem I'm having with your story. There's just, there's so much disconnection there. And it's not just with the main character. It's with all of them, kind of. But the main character should be the one that I look to the most and the one that I'm cheering on. And at the moment, I don't know who to cheer on. And I really honestly have no idea what's going on. I wish I knew how old she was. I wish I knew what she looked like. You know, I wish I knew something, but I don't really know a lot. Um, this all said, like, I, I don't want the author to think that they shouldn't write anymore or give up on it because the moment you give up is the moment you stop growing. And I, I want you to grow into a better author. I want you to, you know, make the story into what you really see it as in your head. You know, I mean, that's the most difficult part of writing for anybody is getting what you see in your head onto paper. You know, so this isn't me tearing into you to be uh, malicious. It's me pointing out parts that need to be done better so that this story does come to fruition the way that you want it to. This all said, I am all out of time for any more of my rambling. Um, To the author, I really hope that you find anything that I've said helpful. And I hope anybody else who may have been listening finds this helpful as well. If you do, please let me know in the comments below. Uh, you can find this on Spotify, Inkit, Anchor. I uh, do have an Instagram. Uh, not very active on it that much, but I do have it. Um, but yeah, let me know. Let me know what you guys think, and I will try to think of some ideas for Manic's Let's Talk episode. If you guys haven't already, Jim and I did one a couple days ago. I think the day before Thanksgiving. You should check it out. It has a lot of interesting information. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye!